You're listening to As a Woman, Episode 2, Mean Girl in Recovery. In this episode, we will discuss why women hold each other back and act as mean girls. We will talk about putting jealousy on the back burner and learning how to lean in to celebrate, promote, and amplify the success of others. Listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition, while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. I am so excited to welcome you back to As a Woman. You are now listening to episode two. We have two episodes. Today, we are going to talk about mean girls. And I have used the phrase mean girl in recovery many times on Instagram. And I just want to expand upon that now. Every time I talk about this, I get mixed results from other women. Anything from, oh my goodness, why on earth were you like that? There is no excuse for that behavior. I can't believe you. I hate you. To... Oh my gosh, me too. And here's the thing. Mean girls exist. It is why there's a whole movie about it, which for the record I love. And on Wednesdays we wear pink too. I think it's great. But being a mean girl, it has lasting impacts to the women around us. And I've been on all sides of this. And I've really come to be in a very different mindset over the past year. So let's start there. I don't have a hometown on my Facebook page. Now, that may seem random, but it actually was a really huge point of discussion between my sister, Emily, and I when Facebook came out. So Em is a year younger than me, and when Facebook started, she called me and she said, hey, Nat, what what are you going to put down on your Facebook for hometown? And I'm in med school at the time, and I really just said, oh gosh, I don't know, just tell me what you're going to do, and I'll do the same. We left it blank. And the reason is we moved around a ton when we were younger, and it wasn't that our dad was in the military or anything like that. We just moved. He started out in sales, and he worked really hard. He moved up the ladder, and we moved around based on the best opportunity for him. I went to four different schools in sixth grade. Did you hear that? Four schools in the sixth grade. Do you know what the sixth grade is? It is middle school, people. And in case you forgot, middle school is hard. I I was an introverted kid who loved books. My style was terrible. I was super awkward, long legs with pants too short and big feet and braces. And it was not my best year to go to four different schools. Moving around so much is really hard. You have to keep making friends. And the reality is you're just put in a situation over and over again to put yourself out there. And if you're put in an uncomfortable situation enough times, you just learn to adjust. That's natural. And and that's what I did. I, I learned to adjust. And adjusting to our environment, it can be both good and bad. So I learned to let jokes about my appearance not bother me as much. Odds are we just move again anyway. So my attitude was, why let those kids get me down? I learned to make friends by being brave and asking questions. And I learned that starting with a compliment is the easiest. So people like compliments. And if they like compliments and you compliment them, then they will like you back. 
So seriously, if I meet you tomorrow, it's probably the exact same as it was for me in middle school. I'll probably say, oh, hi, I love your shoes. I'm Natalie. And that's just now part of my behavior. And that adjustment in middle school, it changed me. And my really dear friends know that I'm pretty introverted. I want to read a book and sit alone or have a group of just a small, close friends over a big crowded party every day. And my husband, Jason, he's just the opposite. I mean, he thrives in people. He loves them. He gets energy from them. And it's really amazing. And it's something I've always looked to him and really admired because guys like that is not me. I am not that person. But the moving and the adjusting to my situation over and over again, it taught me to evolve. It forced me to evolve. My adjustment allowed me to not fear putting myself out there, to understand that not everybody's going to like you and to not be afraid to be the one starting the conversation. And I mean, the reality is if I hadn't moved around that much, I probably wouldn't even be here with this podcast because this is really putting myself out there. But adjustment's not always good. So sometimes adjusting to the world around us really causes us to evolve into something that we are not, something we don't like, or a version of us that doesn't really resonate with who we really are. I'm going to speak about medicine here because this is the world that I know. I'm fully aware that what I say here likely applies to many other fields also, different worlds or groups or organizations, but medicine's my jive. That's what I know. So for me in college and med school, medicine was always the goal. So I would have a small group of close friends, but by no means was I miss popularity. And everything's a little bit different in residency. I'm going to speak here about my time in OBGYN. I did emergency medicine for a year and switched to OB. And when I switched, I mean, everybody knows OBGYN is hard. I, I knew the work was hard. I knew that perfection was the goal. I knew that lives were on the line. And I knew that the work would be consuming. I mean, everybody knows that about residency, right? Like it's going to take all your time. You're going to miss everybody's wedding and not make it to baby showers and you're never going to see your family. We kind of know that. We accept it going in. And I liked the people of the residency. I, I genuinely loved the women and the men who were in OBGYN at my program. I loved taking care of women. I love women's health. You guys know that. But the culture was what was the hardest, not just the work hours, not learning the material, not learning the skills. It was the culture. And it was a break you down to make you better mentality. Like I'm going to break you and when you build back up, you'll be stronger. The hierarchy was really, really real. And although there's huge positives of this, the autonomy, the experience, the independence as a senior resident, the impact that those things can have on a lower level resident, it's very profound. We were held to the highest standard. And if you didn't match up, you heard about it and you were told you need to be better. I'm going to segue for a second. I'm not here to bash on my former program. I loved my OBGYN program. I am just using this as an example because we often hold each other back and think about residency as a period of growing up. You go into it knowing so little you work 80 plus hours a week with the same people. You learn from all those people around you. You can't help but, you know, develop some of their behaviors. 
And as a senior resident, guys, I was one of the most confident time periods for me that I'd ever been. I had so much confidence in myself as a physician. I knew I was smart. I knew I was a good surgeon. I knew I was efficient and I knew I was a good doctor and I knew that patients liked me. But of all of those things, the currency that mattered the most, at least at my program, it was efficiency and OR skills. And and I had them both. I was lucky and I pushed my lower levels really hard. And when I think back on it, it's hard to think about sometimes. And so if you're if you're listening and you are a lower level of mine, you know, sometimes I was probably, I mean, I know I was mean to you and it wasn't because you deserved it. And it wasn't because I, I didn't think highly of you. It was because truly I believed that that worked for me and that it would work for you. So when I made you take out knots and tie them again, or I made you, you know, close the uterus while I was sitting there saying faster, 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 or I told you to suck less the next time we were in the OR, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. I held high expectations of all of you. And somewhere in my heart, I felt like the pressure that I had experienced, told I wasn't good enough or I needed to work harder, drove me and led me to being a great physician. But guys, I I was wrong. I became a good physician because I worked hard and I cared. And would I still have worked just as hard and cared just as much, even if I wasn't afraid of the verbal lashing that I would get if I wasn't perfect? Of course, of course I'd still be a great doctor. So I'm not really sure why I put all of you through that and why other women before me put me through that. At the time, it seemed normal. Jason will even tell you that I... Everything was kind of different during that time period. You know, my language changed. I would curse. I'm, I'm not really a cursor. I became a lot more short, short-tempered. If things weren't done perfectly, they were unacceptable. I held everybody in my life to a standard that was unattainable and even myself. It wasn't good for anybody. And listen, I really think that there is a better way. And that's why now I say I'm a mean girl in recovery. I really think being mean isn't the only problem. It, the other part of this is jealousy and competition. Competition is a part of the game. You have to work hard because there are limited spots in medicine. I mean, that is medicine, you guys, right? Like in my field, REI, there are about 30 or 40 open spots a year across the country. And each program usually takes one fellow. So you're there on interview day with 20 people. One of you is going to get the spot. The competition is real. Of course, you're competing against everybody. We have to compete for our place. And I think a natural part of this process is that we start to doubt ourselves against everyone else. We compare ourselves. We know we're fighting for that spot. And I think that this can lead to us being jealous when other people succeed And when we do succeed ourselves, we feel the need to keep it close, to not let others in on what our magic secret was and make them fight for their spot, just like we fought for ours. And I'm not saying that this is not totally normal. If you're listening to this and you can relate to any of these feelings, comparing yourself to the people around you or feeling inadequate because you didn't achieve something that they did or feeling jealous, like, guys, this is normal. But I want to push you out of that place. 
because I think that it's not needed. It really is not needed. These normal feelings, this jealousy and competition and secrecy, it is wasted energy, wasted. And I'm asking you to listen to me because I think some of this makes sense when you hear it. You're like, oh yeah, of course we shouldn't be mean or be jealous or hold each other back. But the reality is that sometimes that's a part of the culture. When you're trying to climb a ladder, you're trying to get to a goal, sometimes you just adapt and adjust to that environment around you. And that is all normal. But it really has just taken me time even to truly get in touch with this. And only recently have I really learned the true power of letting these feelings go and being a true advocate for people around me, especially for other women. So me two years ago, I am newly out of fellowship and practicing, and I was looking at what everyone else was doing and feeling like I didn't match up unless I did it too. And if I'm honest, I was jealous over what they were achieving, whether it was my peers at different spots across the country Oh, she's publishing. Oh, she got an award. Oh, look at her on social media. Oh, gosh, look at this community outreach. I'm not doing these things. Am I not good enough either? And this is after I'd already achieved a lot. I was out of training. I was successful. And I was still feeling this way. And I've had a lot of personal growth over the past couple of years. And the one thing that I've learned that was a really hard lesson is that it is okay to not be everything. I'm going to say it again because it was really hard for me. It is okay not to be everything. I don't have the same dreams as you do. You don't have the same dreams that I do. I don't have to excel at everything because those are not all my dreams. I just need to know what matters to me and be able to prioritize that and excel at the things that matter And the things that matter to me do not matter to everyone, and that's okay. That's normal, and that's really good because then we can all bring something beautiful and unique to the table. So I decided to let go of all the negative energy that these feelings cause because the jealousy or the comparison, you don't mean it to, but what it does is it creates some internal self-doubt about you. You lose a little bit of confidence in yourself, And jealousy and comparison, they breed resentment and negativity. And they're like a big, black, stupid cloud just holding you down. And that cloud is just casting a shadow that it even makes it hard to enjoy all the really good things in life. And so I think it's time to celebrate the women around us. And instead of being jealous, learn to celebrate their success. And if you followed along on the hashtag campaign, hashtag as a woman, you probably saw that I encouraged a lot of other women to also say that 2019 was going to be year of the woman. And I, I really feel like this is our year. And what I mean by this isn't that it's our year to achieve more than men or to be better than men. I really think it's our year to come together, to prove that women are stronger together and that we are not catty or resentful or jealous, but that we believe in each other. It doesn't mean that you have to go get the corner office or be president of your society. I mean, do those things if you want to. 
And, and maybe those are your dreams and you want to do them, but maybe you have other dreams and it doesn't matter. I'm going to 1000% support you and whatever it is. And maybe your dreams or goals have nothing to do with career. Maybe it has no career aspirations. It's about being a good person or a fit being or a good mother, daughter, sister, friend. It doesn't really matter. It's just that's your goal. And guys, I'm behind you. I support you in that because I am so proud that you are listening to yourself and about what matters to you because we are all different and and that's great. So I think this is our year to work hard at supporting each other, not at accomplishing our own goals. I think that's a good byproduct of becoming a team. But this is the year to amplify other women, to nominate them for the award, to bring up their idea and credit it back to them, to share her success with the world and give her credit. Be an inspiration. And when you do these things, I want you to find joy in them. So here's really what I'm saying is that when you feel the jealousy and the competitive thing happening, I want you to to lean into it. And, And here's what I do. I say, wow, I'm jealous of her. You know, why am I feeling this way? Because she's amazing. You know, why can't I celebrate that and find happiness in her success and feel the joy of the moment for how hard she's worked and how proud I am of her? And what I've learned is that if I if I can lean into that and find that joy and elevate her up, man, I'm smiling just right alongside her. And, and that's the best feeling. So I'll give you an example. My sweet, sweet friend, Danielle, you guys may know her on Instagram. She's at the Veggie MD. She's awesome. So she's a cardiology fellow. She's one of my sweetest plant-based friends. And her Instagram is phenomenal. And she started a podcast called Nutrition Rounds. And hopefully you know that and you follow it and you subscribe it and you love it because it's awesome. But man, when she released it, this podcast for me, it was like in baby infancy. It was kind of the thing where I was telling my friends, hey, I think I'm going to do a podcast or I'd written a couple of little short episodes, but nothing really extensive. And then she came out with hers and it's, it's amazing guys. And, but my first thought is just, oh, I'm so jealous. I mean, really I was, I was jealous of her and I love her. And when I thought more about it, like I'm not jealous of her. I am thrilled for her. And instead of getting bogged down in all the awesome things she's doing and letting them make me feel like I'm not accomplishing enough, I said, good for her. I'm going to promote this on my channels and talk about it and beg her to let me be on it. And I'm going to let that inspire me because she works her butt off and she's really busy and she found time to put energy into this thing that was really important to her. And so, man, I need to be putting energy into the things that are important to me. She's out there creating the great content, working hard at educating us. And so maybe I just need to get my butt in gear if this podcast is a priority for me. And so I did. And I took my jealousy and I turned it into inspiration. And I was really able to celebrate the joy in what she was accomplishing. And, you know, we're closer friends now than we ever had been. And I'm so happy for her and I share her episodes and I listen to them all and her success 
it makes me happy. And, and that's really what we need more of. We need to learn how to lean in together and feel those success of each other more. And so I don't want us to be mean girls. I don't want us to put each other down, to stand on each other's backs to get to the top. I want us to get to the top and pull each other up there. I want us to reach out hands and bring women with us to the top. I want us to be examples that if you want to work and have a family, you can do it. I want us to help push bias aside that mothers are not good in the workplace or that pregnancy or women should be discriminated against. And we only do that together by not tolerating bad behavior and by working together and lifting each other higher. So my challenge for you this week is that every single day you take some opportunity to lift another woman up. And it can be little, it can be big. You can just compliment her. You could share her story on social media. You could nominate her. You could listen to her podcast or review it. You could read her article. You could comment on that post instead of passing it by. You can tell her, hey, I'm really thankful for you because you inspire me, or I view you as a mentor, or you are goals to me. You could tell her how happy you are for her and really mean it. Say, that thing you just accomplished, oh my goodness, like that's amazing, and celebrate that moment with her. That's the beginning of really putting the mean girl in recovery by realizing that we can do these things and we can do more of them together. I really think our Instagram community is fostering this mentality and it makes it such a place of joy for me. So if you are doing any of these things in the online sphere, hashtag as a woman so that we can share them on with other people. And so thank you so much for listening today, friends. I cannot wait for you to keep listening to the other episodes and to get your feedback This is a new podcast, as you know, and so I really appreciate it. If you do listen, if you like it, if you subscribe, or if you leave an iTunes review, that's just going to help us get word about As a Woman out to more people. A reminder that you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD, or you can follow the blog, which is NatalieCrawfordMD.com, and feel free to email through with any thoughts or questions that you have that you'd like addressed on any episodes. And join us next week as we talk about gender bias, and I'm going to be sharing a lot of the stories that you guys shared with me and give you my comments and feedback and my take on how to approach some of those hard situations. (laughs) 